Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. Bring it on. Bring it on, indeed. We are so excited today. We have the founder of your social team, Manu Mararo, and you're here to sort of talk about the stuff that we often talk about behind the scenes, but doesn't often get talked about in a conversation that maybe a lot of people might listen to. So first of all, introduce yourself and tell me exactly what it is that you do. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm I am Anu, like you said, I'm the founder of Your Social Team. And at Your Social Team, I really help small business owners and entrepreneurs to get more for their business, mostly using social media. But honestly, like we help with anything that will grow your revenue. If social media, you're like, take a pause now and go to email marketing, we'll talk about yeah. that, you know? Yeah. But we mostly sell Canva templates for Instagram that already have a strategy built into them. So it makes it easy for people to put their own knowledge there and create content and also a coaching membership. So I started following you. I always see people posting tips on like the algorithm and how strategies and things like that. And they they always confuse me because I'm like, you're showcasing growing an audience by telling them what to do. But also like if that worked, everyone would do it. And it's so, mm-hmm. it's often gets like this weird little... I don't know. It almost seems scammy. And I don't know what it was about your stuff that I was like, no, this is real. As somebody who works in social media, I'm like, these are real tangible things. You can tell that you have deeply dove into the constant changes around what's working, what's not, why all these certain things matter. We talk about algorithm, engagement, reels versus posts, carousels, all of that stuff. This has become your common language. How do you feel that you have set yourself apart to like not come off as like cringy or salesy, but actually just help people bottom line, understand these, uh, these networks, these social media apps? Yeah. So I think one of the things that does set me apart and a lot of people that are experts are very young and they are very good with the new technology, mm-hmm. but I'm actually 46 and I have 26 years of work experience working in creative in marketing. I made my career at Cartoon Network. I was in their creative department for like 15 years Oh wow! before I even like worked in another startup and then started my own business. So I think the difference is that I'm really focused on big strategies to communicate effectively with your audience and to be created and, you know, and set yourself apart as well as knowing the platforms. But also I am very skeptical of, I only trust facts and stuff mm-hmm. that comes out of Instagram or that we see for a fact that is a feature. I don't really focus on like, oh, because this is happening. This is going to happen. Someone told me this. Someone works in at Instagram and they told me their secrets. And so there's so much of that going on. And I think mm-hmm. that's what makes us very overwhelmed. It makes us like, like you said, like we want to start repeating all these strategies that you hear about, but those are not working. Right. Because yeah, people yeah. people come to me and they're like, I'm so stressed out because I need to do this and this and this for the algorithm. So I'm doing this all the time. And I'm like, is that working for you? 
Yeah. It's not. It's just stressing you out because if you're just doing things as in like, this is how I can represent my business here and how mm-hmm. I'm proud to talk to the people that I'm targeting, that works just the same or better mm-hmm. than if you're just stressing yourself out trying to do all the hacks. I was somebody who maybe was a little privileged in the sense that I was like, oh, I don't really care about the algorithm. I'm like, I'm just doing my thing. Whatever works, works. But that was at a time of like constant growth. Suddenly everything slows down and you're like, wait a second, what's happened? What's going on with this algorithm? Everyone across the board. And and I've always been like, just ride it out. Like, just wait it out. Everything's going to come back. This is the first year that that hasn't happened. And it's happened across the board. A lot of people were like, did everyone just stop getting story views overnight? And you and I actually talked about this because I was like, it went, it went from like, for me personally, between like 300 to 400,000 a day down to like 80 to 150 on a good day overnight. And I felt so isolated in that. And then everyone was repeating the same thing. Something's changed. And all of a sudden in my newsfeed, there's people that I followed clearly so many years ago that I haven't seen in years. And I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. Unfollow. Yet I'm sitting there wondering, why isn't anybody seeing my stuff? Why am I getting unfollowed? What's going on? Do you know anything about, because I know that so many people are in that same boat of like something changed about six months ago or so, and it's not quite been the same since. Talk to me. Do you know what happened? So there's variables. I'm not going to say this is because of that for sure. I do think that your story feels dropping a couple of weeks ago. It's, I'm assuming that a lot of your audience is in the United States and we Mm -hmm. just had Memorial Day followed by kids being out of school. Mm. families are traveling for the summer a lot of people i know are taking vacations i'm giving people tips on how to plan their content to take an instagram break so summer always is a lower if your audience is a lot of people are in the u.s then it might be true to other places too summer is always a lower engagement time but at the same time you know when you talk about algorithm that's something that i always talk to people a lot it's like oh something happened to the algorithm because i'm getting less followers but it's not the algorithm it's the size and the amount, the size of the platform and the amount of content on the platform. Mm. So I'm going to give an example. You know, 2016, right before Instagram put the algorithm in place, they did that because people's views had dropped. And they're like, well, if only people are only seeing 30% of the content from the accounts they follow, they need to see their favorite 30%. And that's basically what the algorithm did. And the algorithm actually helped a little bit because the 30% that we're seeing you were more fit to your audience than Mm -hmm. before. And then what happened since is I think, so 2016, Instagram had half a billion users. Mm -hmm. And now we don't have a final number for today, but they have at least 2 billion users today, if not more. Now, add to that the fact that as people are more comfortable in a platform, which will happen throughout Mm -hmm. the years, they're putting more content out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even me, like 2020, when Reels started, I mean, I used to work I, at Cartoon Network. I was creating videos, short form content. So like I should be super comfortable in Reels. But it was 2020. I am a mom like you. I had two little kids and I was at, like underwater in 2020 with all the kids yeah. at home and us at home trying to run businesses. So I didn't really jump into reels that much. So from 2020 to today, maybe 2020, I was doing like one reel a week yeah, or yeah, one same. every it two weeks. It was so intimidating. Now, sometimes I do two a day. Yeah. So think that obviously not everybody went from zero to 100 like I did, but think about people getting more comfortable on the platform, putting mm-hmm. more, you know, first time you do a story might be scary. Next, you know, a year later, you're doing 10 stories with your face on the camera. So yeah, not only the platform growing amount of users, but all these users as a platform gets older are putting more content out there. So you're still, you know, the people are still scrolling and they, their scroll is like five times bigger. Mm-hmm. And that's natural for us all to get less engagement as the platform gets big. The best way that I can describe this is like you find this amazing restaurant you love that is a little hole in the wall in your neighborhood, no one knows about it. And you start telling your friends, bring people. You always get there. There's that little table that you get, blah, blah, blah. You know, out of a sudden you get there and there's a, a line across the, the block. Yeah. yeah. And you cannot get a table or a reservation to go. And that's what's happened to Instagram. Wow. That explains a lot because I actually have a really cool example of why things are so, or something that's so different right now. So I had something go really viral last week. That is not Mm -hmm. my typical content, but it went very viral. So I got in last week, 
it says my overview in my insights says I have reached 271% more accounts compared to the previous week. Than before. Yeah. I had 5.1 million accounts reach, 407,000 of them engaged. And how many new followers? Zero. Oh, really? That's funny. Zero yeah. percent. Because, and and like for me, I was like, this is, it's so fascinating because we are also in a time, and I think a lot of people are feeling that pressure because you said like in 2016, everyone was like, we were kind of follow happy. It's similar to like when we first started on TikTok and why some people like surged major followings very, very quickly. I was one that did that on Instagram, but a lot of it was because we were in a follow mentality, follow, follow, follow. And now even though our content is being seen more, it's being engaged with more, the follow seems to be the tricky one to get people to convert now. Because someone like me, I follow like 6,000 people over the last like <laughs> eight eight years I've been on this app or however yeah. long. And now I'm like, ah, oh, gosh, I follow too many people. I don't even know half of these people. I'm actively unfollowing. I don't follow. Trying yeah. to like just clean up a little bit, clean up and just, and I feel like everyone's in that boat. And so I would love to hear from you. Are, are there even strategies anymore to get people to follow you? Is there a value yeah. in getting more followers? Because there is that, obviously, I feel like there's that ick factor of like, why are we chasing more followers? We should be chasing having a more engaged community. And if that's working for you, why does that overall number count? At the same time, I understand from a business perspective, especially if you're going through ebbs and flows of like major engagement and less engagement, that overall follow helps you out overall. It helps with brand deals. It helps with, you know, your engagement numbers. It can. So tell me, like, is there still, is there still growth happening out there on these platforms? Yeah. So, I mean, growth is different, you know, and also you may have heard from Mosseri, the head of Instagram, that they're doing more for this, like discoverability, right? That they're doing all this like, oh content you're not following yet and yeah. you know they're doing those recommendations that people are complaining about them but that's moving more towards like tiktok where maybe you don't need to have all the followers for people to see your content but there are ways to get followers now and i think probably you know could be one of the reasons you didn't get any followers from that content that went really viral is this you said it's something you don't usually post yeah yeah it was so what about the apple event that, yeah. So yeah. think about a person finding that content, going to your page, and then you don't have anything else like it. Yeah, that's true. You know I what I like, mean? And I'm not going to. It's not my. It's not where I'm an expert in. I love to touch on yeah. certain things, but I've even seen it at other times. Like the only time I've actually seen like more growth is mostly just from community story shares. Like I think if yeah. you're somebody in community and I, this is why I really, really have learned that over the years that like, if I see content that I like to share it in my community and make sure that other people can like follow along with like good creators that are out there because the yeah. follow part is, it seems to be tricky because the algorithms showing us popular content when we scroll reels anyways. So it's sort yeah. of like, or in that explore page. So it's, we've removed that need to follow someone. I have always been honest. I'm like, I follow pages when I want a coupon code. Mm -hmm. I follow pages <laughs> when I see something or I like somebody so much that there's just part of me that's like, I want to support. Yeah. I want to be here. I want to connect with this person. Yeah. My whys are different than what they were before, where it was just like, it was almost you would follow celebrities and you would follow and then it's you slowly get down to like, okay, I just want people who I'm in community with as a creator, because I've done some different strategies and stuff over the years. And I wouldn't even call them strategies. I would call them like core ethos. So for me, half of my working days are spent in comments and DMs. And mm -hmm. I've always, I've always suspected that that was good for me, that that was lending itself to the overall, the app knows I'm in the app four hours a day. Are they favoring me for that? Are they are they kinder about that? And also acknowledging that like that's not that's not something everybody's able to do. Talk to me about like yes. if there's any strategy in terms of like if we're actually especially you're working with small businesses. They don't have mm -hmm. time to be four hours yeah. on a platform just responding to things. But is there strategy in how we're engaging with these apps that actually can lend to its overall support back to us? Yeah, so that's the part that I think that it's like, you have to do what feels true to you and what you want to communicate and and do that, right? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like, and, and of course you will have a major platform. Like you have a lot of people in your community, you have a legit big business out of this and you have a yeah. team. Yeah. So maybe you can spend the four hours of your time and maybe yeah. that's how you decide that half of your work day is worth spending on. 
I don't think it is. I think you need to do a little less. That's okay. Okay. But, <laughs> That's good to hear. No, thank but, you for being honest. But also like for other people, we need to consider everybody. And that's why I have problems with those like one size fit all advice, right? Yeah, because for sure. think of a small creator that it's only her and she has like two kids in a house and yeah, yeah, has yeah. a pet and has a job maybe, you yeah, know, a full-time yeah. job. Like I always feel like it all depends the best strategies for you and that's going to change over time mm -hmm. and you should try new things. But the best strategy for you is something that has, you know, a return that is proportional to the effort you put in. For so sure. I see a lot of like people saying, oh, for you to gain followers or getting more engagement by the around the time you post, you com comment like for 30 minutes and then comment on hashtags for 30 minutes or comments on, you know, the comment back on the last post. Wait, that is that not or, real? I thought that was, I, mean, a, I thought that was important. It's not that it's not real. And I think yeah. it is very important to especially respond to comments and DMs. That's mm -hmm. very important. Not all of us have the great problem you have that it takes so many hours to respond to all our comments and DMs. I'm not even kidding. I still did this when I was working two jobs. I would get up yeah, early I'm in the sure. morning. I would spend my lunch hour doing it and I would stay up after the kids went to bed. Yeah. I was like, I, that was like this core thing that I was like, I have to be here. But as time goes on, I have to admit that it hasn't mentally been best for me to that's be that what I, And that's the thing too. Yeah. And then yeah. the thing is, when you get to that point that is affecting your mental health, is it really yeah. helpful even for your business? It's not. Yeah, because, because you're my team doesn't touch your... my socials. That's always yeah. just me. Nobody's yeah. allowed. Like they Which do, like. they help with emails thing and things do. like that. Yeah. But we, it's when it comes to content yeah. on social, that's literally only me. Yeah. So here's the thing about the effort versus the return, right? Yeah. Let's say that a person that has a small platform goes there and by the time they're posting that day, every day, they're there for 30 minutes before, 30 minutes after, like they heard the latest advice mm -hmm. or something. And how much, like maybe they'll get 10 more likes on their current yeah. post because of it, or maybe yeah. they get one follower. Like, is it really worth an that hour of your spent. day? That's yeah. one eighth of the whole time you should be working. Oh, I know we're working so more than eight hours. Yeah. So to me, it's like, prioritize the people that comment and DM you, respond mm -hmm. to them when you can, you know, mm -hmm. if you are able to try not to do it three days later, if you can, mm -hmm. but if only if you can do it three days later, I mean, there are people that I absolutely love and respect and they're so good at their jobs. Like I'll give an example. I don't know if you know, Jara, yes. Instagram is Jara. Yeah. I love her to death. Sometimes I'll comment in a story from her. She will answer back to me like two weeks later and it's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. And she's right. She's prioritizing the things that are more important, you know? Yeah. And does that make me respect her less or think she's less of a professional? Not at all. No, no, no. So I think we need to kind of tone down a little bit on all the pressure that we feel to do all the things because people are doing all the things and it's still not helping them. So I yeah. think, and, and this is the other thing too, the more you do, the more you expect. So yeah. we have these unrealistic expectations because we're doing all the things and we're spending mm -hmm. three hours on it every day. I literally know people that, I mean, a lot of people, probably all the creators too, that have spent all their days on Instagram. They haven't even started an email, email list yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know I, mean, what I mean, I only started down that path in the last year. And I mean, there is something to be said, and maybe this is what we can segue into. Something was said once by my manager years ago, and she was like, well, we all don't own the spaces that we live online. Mm -hmm. You don't own it. You don't, you rent it. You're just there yeah. and they can take it away from you at any point. Yeah. And that woke me up to, oh my gosh, if I don't have an actual landing site or something of my own, Everything else is a variable. Everything yeah. else is up to, you know, the internet gods to decide whether or not. I, and I mean, we've seen time and time again, I accidentally deleted my Instagram once. It was a oh, horrifying experience. I can't even imagine. It was, it was genuinely like I was trying to delete a secondary account that I'd created for my husband. And uh -huh. he, I was like, in order for you to take the handle, I have to like delete it so that you yeah. can have it. Uh. And so I... But what happens is what what happened is uh, is basically like, are you sure? And it takes you into Safari to confirm it. Well, who was I signed in on on Safari? Oh, I was signed in as you, the first papaya, yeah. and oh, so it deleted man. my main account. And it took me days to uh, get it back. And then we've yeah. seen countless people get hacked. We've seen people lose their yeah. accounts for reasons that they shouldn't have. We've seen so much happen over the last and, few years that has been really agree. terrifying. 
Yeah, and let's agree that it's not beyond us that some big scandal no, can happen and exactly. Facebook meta can get shut down, right? Like, yes, it's I mean, unlikely, but it could happen. It could happen. We're seeing it in real time with TikTok. It's coming. Like all these TikTok creators, I feel gutted for them. They've worked years to create these platforms yeah. and now they're doing everything they can to grow everywhere else on the off chance that they really do lose their yeah. ability to market within the US. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very real thing. How yeah. important would you say it is in the in everything you know that we own our own domain and that we have a space of our own or an email or sup, some point of so, contact that's outside yeah. of these apps? So email list is more important than your socials for anyone. Okay. I'll say okay. even for you, okay. anyone. To begin with, an email, of course, you can go to a spam folder, yeah, but yeah, yeah. the chance that people are actually going to see they got an email from you is much higher than the chance they're going to see you posted something on Instagram on wow. any given day. Another thing, Instagram, I haven't seen numbers officially for this, but I do a lot of social selling and I teach social selling and I have like this campaign set up with tracks and, you know, so for what we track on Instagram, and I'm going to give you a super broad number and for an account that is as big as yours, it's going to be on the very lower side because obviously the bigger platform, the the less engagement or, Yeah. yeah. But on Instagram, if you do like this full on campaign for eight days or whatever, you 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 should expect to sell to between I don't know point one percent to one percent of your Instagram audience if it's okay. something that is suitable for everyone. Very hard to gotcha, talk about gotcha. yeah, yeah. specifics, but in general, email one to three percent. Oh, so email will sell maybe like three to six times more than Instagram. And when you do both combined, even more because people need low, lots of touches to get something. And I don't just mean Oh, but you're a creator. How that apply to you? All the brand partnerships you're doing, those mm-hmm. clicks onto, even if you're talking about Instagram, clicks onto their page, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, clicks on their offer. So email is a lot more effective to that. And when you put them together and you're working on email and social, you're reminding people of, you know, this awesome thing that you're sharing. So you have even better chance to convert or to get clicks or whatever you need for, for the business. And then the other thing is that, yes, your email list, you have everybody's email. So even if that person, they lose their Instagram account, you still have it. Yeah. Not even thinking about you losing yours. Yeah. But now one thing, I actually did a poll. I did a reel this weekend because I was like, when is the last time you backed up your email list? Because we talked about that, but yeah. whatever platform you use for email list can also glitch. Yeah. So you have to back up that email list every month, if not more, depending right. how, how much you're growing that list. If you're growing that actively growing that list, I would say back it up once a week, like have okay. that, uh, you know, repeatable tasks for your admin or for yourself, whoever does that kind of stuff in your business or whoever is listening to us and have the repeatable task that you are actually backing up your email list, saving it into your computer mm-hmm. and drive and whatever. So you don't really lose it, you know? So yeah. if your platform glitches or something, I had a friend that lost like her, she worked so hard on her email list. She got to like 2000 people on her email list and lost everybody and had to start from the scratch <gasps> oh. again. And it's, ter- it's terrible, right? Yeah. It's such a quick little fix too. And such yeah. a good little reminder. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, we, ha- we have to have so many like layers of security because if we focus only on growth and engagement mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and we're not focusing on securing what we're growing, I mean, that's just bad business 101. Yeah. And it's really, it's been a, it's been a hard curve to get people to take influencer marketing or social media marketing seriously you've got the numbers though talk to me about you've got the numbers (laughs) i know you showed me before we started recording and you're like look at look at this chart so talk to me about this chart in terms of is the first comparative 2016 until now yeah so the the one thing i really like talking about is because i'm always like guys the platform is bigger there's more people putting content our engagement is going down and it's going to go down more yeah, you know, of course. Prepare, buckle do... up, everyone. It's yeah, only getting up, but, quote unquote. You worse. know, I always say, I always say, look at your numbers last, last month and expect this this month. Yeah, and then you have more realistic expectations, and you can actually celebrate a win. You know, because if you're comparing with three years ago or whatever, and sometimes it offsets if we grew the platform a lot. You know, but all that. But the one thing that I really like saying it's that it's not all bad news because. Even though today compared to 2015, 16, is a lot harder to grow an audience or even to get more engagement. I mean, I would say to get more likes because if you go back to 2016, 2015, no one was saving, sharing. You know, everybody was liking and maybe commenting, but that Mm -hmm. was it. Mm -hmm. So not even that is always best, you know. But I was going to say, compare yourself 
Sarah in 2015 or 16 yeah. to today, when are you buying more straight from Instagram? Oh, like it's very it's different. It was day and very, night. Very, well, there also wasn't a lot of like true influencer marketing. There wasn't, there wasn't paid partnerships that had like contracts with, it was very, very different back then. Like, yeah. There was but a even lot for brands, money right? Room. Yeah. Yeah. Even I can imagine. Brands, like, yeah. I almost never buy. It's, it's interesting that I do this as a job because I also only really buy things that I've seen other people use or talk about and share uh-huh. about. And I've seen it enough that it makes me like take the plunge because it's in yeah. my line of sight. It's not the, and, and people are like, oh, like social media is such a sellout yet. We've watched, we've driven down highways with billboards all the way down them. We watch TV with commercial breaks. We the same commercial magazines over over. with, yeah, we flip through magazines with like ad ad and then like an article. And I've always like tried to keep this editorial mindset to my approach to social media, which is the reality that like your content has to balance paid work, understanding that paid work actually does support the overall business, yeah. but that you need to have good content in between that people are okay with seeing the ad with driving down the highway and seeing the yeah. billboard. It's not that social media is a it's just that it actually did become a business. It became the way that people are shopping and spending now. It's the way yeah, I and shop hiring. and spend. And, and hiring. hiring. Even yes. like small business, like I, I work with a lot of coaches or whatever, and, and we're just yep. selling all our services there. And so I think we need to stop thinking about like being sellouts. It's either sales content or value. I combine everything. Like yeah. the same stuff you see me do, then the things that do the best and people enjoy the most, that's what I used to sell, you know? Yeah. So I think you can combine everything. But saying, talking about the numbers, because you know, I brought my numbers here. Yes. Because um, I'm, I'm like, I know that this is going to come up. And I know that influencers are like, well, but my engagement drops and I need to charge less because I'm charging for visibility, whatever. Yeah. We're all in the same boat, right? Mm-hmm. It's like engagement is the rain. We go out, we're all wet. Maybe some mm-hmm. people have waterproof clothes, some don't, but we're all wet. So I wanted to show you guys here. This is from Statista. It's like a statistics website and they have other sources there, but this is from influencer marketing market size worldwide from 2016 to 2023. Okay. So in 2016, the influencer marketing market worldwide was $1.7 billion. Okay. And my guess is that all this 1.7 were going to major Hollywood stars. Okay. Right? Yeah, that's probably correct. Yeah. And now it's 21.1. <gasps> oh so, my God. My 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 question is: Would you rather go back to 2016 when you, it was very easy to grow your followers and you had a lot of likes, but people just wanted you to do stuff for free, mm-hmm. or is it better to be in 2023, maybe with less likes and harder to grow, but mm-hmm. people actually you're in an industry that is growing like crazy? And yeah, people are actually putting you know what is this like? Yeah, and I think the pandemic was a big more. was a big moment where we saw a lot of brands who had previously never participated in social media marketing suddenly flocking because they no longer yeah. had they didn't no longer had foot traffic. Mm-hmm. They no longer had like Events. just they didn't have yeah, they didn't have all of these ways of market people weren't driving down the highways to see the billboards anymore. Yeah. Like they just weren't. And everyone's yeah, and they streaming do, they couldn't now. do any activations, you know, everything yeah. was closed. Yeah. So there was a lot of people who sort of flocked to that. Do you think that that contributed to the overall, like I'm assuming it must. Growth? Yeah. Honestly, you know, if you see the growth here, so 2016 was 1.7, then 17 was three. So it almost doubled. Then 18 was 4.6, 19, 6.5, 2020, 9.7. So it it had, the curve is pretty even. So it doesn't show to me that it's bigger on uh, on, on, in 2020 that much, maybe Mm -hmm. a tiny bit, but not much at all. I think it's pretty much like it's a growing market. It's Mm -hmm. something that people realize it has a lot of value in it and creators are getting more professional. They are getting more confident Mm -hmm. of charging and, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's just a marketing that market that is growing like crazy. So I do think 2020 was a good year for anyone doing digital businesses because people are just sitting on their screens with nothing to do. But in that case, I think it will have grown either way. 
Yeah, that's actually really cool to hear. And I'm excited to see where it's going, even amidst the lack of engagement and following. It actually is showing to have some good longevity. This is one thing that comes up a lot because a lot of people who grow in social media will eventually hit a peak and potentially it'll like come back down. Mm -hmm. We see this all the time with different creators who sort of surge big and then they come down. How important do you think it is that even when you're making the big bucks, this isn't like our parents that worked in 30 year careers where it was Mm -hmm. on a constant uptick. We're actually riding this mountain up and then potentially back down. What would you say for people in terms of making sure that we create longevity in the business business. and actually creating, like I actually pull for myself personally, and I'm not judging anybody else for anything that they buy or do, but I, I pretty much save and invest almost everything because I have the mindset of, I have no idea how long this is going to last or sustain. I do have a team. We have a small team of three and you know, I have an HR, we have a payroll. We're a very legitimate business. Even if everybody is like, go get a real job. I'm like, Mm -hmm. ma'am, I have an HR department. Like this is a real (laughs) job. But there is that part of me that's like, you're right. Everything could snap its fingers and go away. We do have to sort of look into creating longevity plans for making, for the business, for making money. What would you say? And do you have any advice around that? Like creating some sort of long-term strategies for ourselves that even if everything were to go away, that we have something to fall back on? Yeah. I mean, I think it will really depend on the person. I think for Mm -hmm. someone like you, I mean, having any recurring uh, revenue would be great. So I don't know if that means like a membership, a subscription of some sort, you know, like other different that you give more content to people somehow. So I think if you're in a place where, you know, a membership or subscription type of business is, you know, a, a feasible thing, if you have a big audience, like, by all means, I think that's a great way to do it. That's how I grew my business from like okay. so so salary to like a, a really good business. Okay. But also I think we should always, if we're in digital businesses, we should always be ready to reinvent ourselves. Like mm. I focus mostly on Instagram. Like TikTok is kind of almost passing Instagram as far as like uh, relevancy for businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Like not, not there yet for most of the business I work with, but it'll get there. And maybe if it's not, I mean, Instagram and is lasting very long for a social media platform. Usually we're used to like six years and then there's a new one and everybody moves away. But now we're kind of like collecting all this platform. So I'm always ready to reinvent my business. Like I sell Canva templates for Instagram, right? Like that's 80% of my income right now. I'm ready for any point in time being like, I don't know, AI just creates your designs for you and no one needs it anymore. They do already, but it's kind of like not not great. You know, it's not, it's not doesn't give you anything on brand or really mm-hmm. good. Definitely not set up for Instagram or whatever. But what if one day that happens, I need to be ready to reinvent myself. So I think it's always good to think about a plan B and think about what would I do today? I think that's an awesome exercise for anyone that's listening to us mm-hmm. or for you and me. What would you do today if this main source of revenue went away? Yeah. Like, I'm sure that someone like you would be very quick to reinvent yourself and you would be you do just fine. I'm not worried about you. But there are some people that I think should really do this exercise. Like to me, it's like, I would love to do business coaching. I would love to help people Mm -hmm. more. I mean, content is my thing. So I would love to help people more with like email marketing or any type of digital marketing. It doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be Instagram or Canva, you know, like those Mm -hmm. platforms that may be gone in 10 years or may not be what we, they may not, may not need me, you know, Mm -hmm. at some point. So I think for building that type of business, it's not like, I don't think it, I think it's great that you save so much and you also have four kids, mm-hmm. right? So it's yeah. very different. You have this big family that you have to think about and yeah. for the future and college, yeah. you know, they're all yeah. closed, Yeah, right? there's a like, lot. We're not living in a three-year world where yeah. I, I need a, I need a lifelong income, right? This yeah. is, and I, I've come from working different jobs. I, I've built such a beautiful resume from working on social media. Mm-hmm. I've learned everything from videography to photography to copywriting yeah. to online marketing. I'm excited for what other opportunities could come. And to speak to your point, I'm somebody who used to be a weight loss page. I grew a massive following yeah. from losing weight online and then realized that that was so problematic and that I was really struggling. And the only way out was to do a complete 180. Now, when I said that I had a big following, I mean, like I had 60,000 followers, 80,000 followers, still a lot, but I never could have imagined doing what was right for me 
and changing my whole approach to social media would be the actual thing that projected me forward. I spent over a decade trying to do what and emulate what other people were doing successfully that it wasn't until I actually started, I hit a mental, emotional, social low that I was like, okay, there's no way out of this except for honestly, like just going forward in a brand new way. I never, ever, ever would have anticipated. I mean, this was, I went from 80,000 followers to a million in the span of like six months. Like it was a very, very quick, just with a personal and mental and pivot of life. It just, it went so fast. Maybe it was a year, but still it was so Mm -hmm. fast. And I've always looked back on that and we're so scared to do what works for us. We're so scared to be us. We're so scared Mm -hmm. to do something outside of what's normal or what we've seen. And yet every single person I've seen actually grow a following is going outside of what the norm is. So there's this baseline. This is what we know works. This is like the calculations of like what's been proven, how to be on social media, how to actually have success. And then there's also the reality of like applying yourself into that and being ready to to pivot and to do things differently at any point. Because I mean, between deleting my Instagram by accident Going through like a mental whole like mm-hmm. life breakdown, health changes, having to reinvent myself, even going getting pregnant. I was like, what is going to happen to my career? There's these pivotal moments in our life where we're like, what, yeah. how do we show up again? How do we, re- I'm so grateful for those reinventions because that, those reinventions were actually more self-discovery and truly allowed me to be more and more authentic online while still having real time business strategy, having real I mean, building something tangible and real, and that's still very good with very good ethos behind them, right? So it's yeah. uh, it's a it's a very interesting way to live now that we are very much in these roles that much of society doesn't take seriously, but the numbers are proving that it is a very, very serious business. Yeah. But there's still people who, you know, regardless of the fact that it's gone from, you know, half a billion users in 2016, mm-hmm. we're now seeing over 2 billion in 2023. It's still growing. There's still people who are starting out. Is there yeah. a fighting chance for people who are jumping on the platform right now oh, that absolutely. are just like ready to get going? Maybe a small business, maybe just a person ready to share their story and want somewhere to to start it. What would you say to someone like that? Who's like, you know what? I want to, I want to get in this, even if I'm like feeling too late to it. I was like that with podcasting. I was like, there's too many podcasts. I don't even have one. Yeah. And look at you now. Yeah. (laughs) So glad I did it. Yeah. I think we need to try it and we need to stop getting the voices in our, in our heads. And also just think about being realistic with expectations. Someone starting today cannot go and look at someone that had started four years ago and I compare know. themselves and won those numbers. So yeah. it's like people people come to me all the time and it's like, I get this question all the time. So how do I grow my followers? Like, I'm just about to start my account. How do I grow followers? I'm like, you cannot grow followers before you start your account. Like, yeah, yeah, start fair. your account, put content out there because followers, there's two sides to growing followers. One is finding a way to get new people to see your page or your content, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's how they discover you. But what makes them stay is your content. Yeah. You know, and and it's going to be just the right people. You just want the right people. You don't want just a bunch of random followers. Like, yeah, that's why I don't have a bunch of tech followers all of a sudden because I went viral for a tech thing, right? Like they didn't stay because they were like, we're not, this isn't our, this isn't our, like that makes so much sense. You're right. Like if you're going to go viral for something. Which doesn't mean that it's wrong to put that content out there. You should always put fun content out there. But yeah, you might not be the right people for you. I went out one time, I was in LA on a trip and I took a little video of my phone. It was not even a particularly good video of the road as my husband is driving. And I just started listening to this one song that was getting really viral on, mm-hmm. on TikTok and Instagram. Like for the first time that day, I heard it three times and I'm like, oh, people need to jump on this song. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. So I did a post about that and I went viral and I got like, you know, over a million views on my reel, which is a lot a for lot, me. That yeah. only happened a few times. And I didn't get the right people at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people are just mm-hmm. like commenting and trying to lecture me and what the history of the song and I'm like what you know yeah. um so we're always trying to search for being going viral but that's not what you need so yeah. I think when you're starting so out true. 
reach out to people you know and be i mean use your personal account to say hey i'm starting this new account so i'm gonna share this and this if you're interested check it out Mm -hmm. and then start doing your you know networking online and then collaborating with others is the best way to get people there but again people are not gonna stay until you have a good amount of work there Mm -hmm. that makes people enjoy that content and they're like this is for me if they don't know if it's for them they're not gonna follow yet because There's a lot more awareness about mental health and our time and the doom scroll than there is to be before. So people are more selective to what they follow as they should mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. And they unfollow. Like I try to keep my followers, the people I follow list on my Instagram under 500 because yeah. I know that more than that is going to drain me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to go and I look at the list of least interacted with and I unfollow some of yeah, the Yeah, that's what I do as well. Yeah. And it might be people I like, or it might be, you know, that I have nothing against there. I don't dislike their content, but I'm not using it. I'm not seeing their content and I'm not engaging with it. Yeah, So exactly. I just need to kind of free up my, my time a little bit. Yeah. So well, I, I had a friend who to... did that though. And she got blocked off. Like she wasn't allowed to post for a week because she oh, unfollowed because she too many people too many. at once. You can yeah. only do like a, I think you can only do like 50 at a time or something like yeah. that. She did like a hundred and they were like, you're blocked for a week. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I think oh. it, yeah. I think with Instagram, just because they need to do that to protect because us from follow, bots. Follow, yeah. I think yeah. anything you're doing manually too fast, you should, you know, space yourself, do space a little yourself, each day yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But also it's nothing that, you know, it may be blocked from that from unfollowing people for a week. It's not going to do anything to your account. So it's not something to really fear either. But I think people are just a lot more aware. So for getting new followers, if you're starting out, talk about what you bring to the table. It's like Mm -hmm. you're saying, you know, you're trying to be like everybody else because you're hearing, this is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do. But then you're like, no, I can't. I have to speak my truth or or just be Mm -hmm. who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's what set you apart because Mm -hmm. no one needs to follow another account that just echoes what everybody else is doing or saying so and that's not to say and and people sometimes say to me but you sell templates and you say that i'm like yeah but it's not your design unless you sell design yeah it's what you say and the design they're going to help people see what you're saying and then you know yeah it's exactly right it's like five people could take the exact same pose in the exact same place and there can be such subtle differences what you say how you say it how you showed up that's can set you apart millions of people have taken very famous photos in the exact same places yeah and very few of them emotionally connect with people enough to hit that follow button or to hit Mm -hmm. that like button i really like if i'm somebody on social media i know I, I like being part of the community. I like commenting on people's posts. I yes, like watching their stories and responding. And for me, as somebody who it, the people I've chosen to follow as I'm like slowly following less and being a lot more intentional is I notice people a lot more when they actually do mention me in their stories because mm-hmm. that's a notification I can see versus a notification that comes in a DM. So those are where I can have a little bit more personal response or where I'll see people have better conversations or like consistent comments or commenters like you realize you remember them you remember them oh, like, for sure yeah you you have like you end up like you, I've met, I even met a woman this weekend and I had met her once before in public but she always consistently dms me and comments that when I saw her I was like it was a familiar friend it wasn't like weird or outside of anything yeah. and she was like I can't rem- I can't believe that you remembered that one thing. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like that one thing you did for me that one day made my whole week. Like these are real connections. And so I always try and remember that we can get so inside our own heads. Like Mm -hmm. why aren't people following me? Why aren't people engaging? Sit back and think about your own personal behavior on these platforms. Are you following other people? Are you engaging in all that stuff? Are you replying to their stories? Exactly. Right. So we have to watch our own behaviors too and follow that. I'm busier on the weekends. Of course, engagement's down on the weekends. I'm just as busy as everyone else is driving our kids all around having lots to do in our heads it makes more sense that the weekend must be way higher engaged because we have more time let's be real most people are scrolling their phones during work hours right we're just like it's a different time and i was gonna say that i'm probably here because i engage with your account naturally yeah yeah that's right because that's That's how you you found out about me and you start following me and invited me to the podcast and now i share your work you're on the and i'm here like fangirly yeah but like it's (laughs) true like networking is alive and well on social media, but it can't just be sitting back, creating great content and waiting for people to come and find you. It really does take networking and not in like a facetious way, like really genuinely connecting with people online. Otherwise, what's uh, the point in talking to our phones all day if we're not doing it for real? 
and then there's two things to that. When when engagement becomes a task and a strategy and it stops being natural, mm. that's when those networks and connections don't happen anymore. Yes. Every time I put a post now, I see a new social media page just going to me and to my comment and being, oh yes, that is so important to do this for your followers. You know, and that yeah. they do that fake comment. I mean, it's manual, but yeah, because they heard they need to go and engage with accounts that have the same audience they want and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's so easy to see. And they're not adding anything to that conversation. Yeah, And that's becoming a task and not just because they love my content and they're being themselves. Mm-hmm. So one, my big strategy for, you know, engaging is a strategy. It's just something I do naturally is I keep my following list small or small enough, not higher than 500 for me, but it could be that for someone needs to be 200 or someone mm-hmm. can deal with a thousand. And I naturally engage with whatever calls my attention on the expert page or on my scroll naturally. Like, yeah, I do not yeah. do any strategy. Like I'm going to go to girl boss and yeah. like, I never done any of that. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And I've fostered most of my relationships, you know, doing this. And mm-hmm. I mean, when I came to your content and I was posting about it because I loved it and it was refreshing yeah, to me, not yeah, because, insane. oh, maybe one day in three years, Sarah's going to call me <laughs> to do her podcast, you know? Yeah, exactly. I thought about that. But I think that is really, really important to to think about as we're, you know, thinking about like the time. And that goes back to the time you put into this, right? Because mm-hmm. so many people are neglecting their business, spending all day on social or exhausting themselves to the point of a breakdown because or burnout yeah. because they're just doing hours and hours on social every day. They were told they have to post once a day and do at least 10 stories yeah. and three times on TikTok. It's an absolutely unsustainable way of doing things. And, and I mean, for those who did it, when I first started and I had all the energy and the capacity in the world, I was posting three times a day. That was easy for mm-hmm. me. I was like a post, 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 yeah. post, post. Now, I post a lot. Now I'm like, Ooh, like give everything time. You can yeah. take two days off. I mean, I think I took my first like day off of posting like a year ago. Like, and it was mm-hmm. just like, I can't, I actually don't have anything to post today. Yeah. I'm not going to post today. And I was like a bag of nerves. I was so do you have any time it. where you plan ahead and you're like, I have a week of posts? And- no, I don't have no. plans. I never, yeah. I've never planned my content just because it's so journalistic for me that I'm just like, I usually post like in real time of stuff yeah. and that's fine. Other people are really great at planning, yeah. but unless it's like paid content or something that's like in my calendar, yeah. which are usually four times a month, there's usually one a week. Those are the only ones that are typically planned. But how about maybe one time when you go on a new vacation with your family, wouldn't it be nice to have like three days uh, where posts are going yeah. out and maybe you repeat your best post ever and give people another chance to yeah. see them. There's, I'm really big on the repost. I typically Good. still do it manually, but I'm yeah. big on the repost because they have shown is very valuable, especially when, mm-hmm. you know, you want to have some time off or you genuinely have been so busy running the business in the background that you're like, I oh, don't have anything to put forward today because we've been so busy doing stuff that's, you know, planning for a year ahead from now. I've been in meetings But think of your day. audience too, right? Yeah. Because like we have such a small percentage of our audience to see our content. Mm-hmm. Why not give your audience a chance to see that content that mm-hmm. so many people enjoyed and was helpful to them? Again, and and they're going to perform just as well or similar. Yeah, they have always they've always done that. They've always performed similarly or or well, whatever connected the first time connects the second time or connects with somebody new. I I think about it all the time. Like we we go back and even if you've seen it before, we reread books we love. You like it again. You like it again. You forget. When I see people's like reposted things, I was like, oh, I remember when you posted it the first time. I loved it. So much to me. And now get to see it again. It's like, oh, thank you for bringing this back to my attention. We live in such a world where it's like new, 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 that some of our best work was three years ago. Some of our best stuff came from like moments of time that we're not in anymore, but we can still bring to the forefront. Tell that story, right? Yeah. Reshare it. Like, I think it's a really powerful, it's also a purpose driver, right? People will see that you are, you know, still the person that they, maybe that was their their initial follow and it brings them back to like that core why, even if you've sort of like been showing other content or doing other things. And I think that that's been really valuable. I'll also say to your point about comments, sometimes when I've actually seen an uptick in followers on the rare occasion it happens anymore Uh is because I commented something really funny or insightful on somebody else's post. Yeah. 
When you are like actively being a commenter and in other people's communities, it's like it's like just showing up to the party and having something yeah. fun to say. Like and also, it is fun to do that. It's fun to be like and people like it and comment or reply or they get to see your personality that way. They get to see who you exactly. are as a community member and it human I think in especially in a space that it's so quick to dehumanize people, it reminds people that like hey, this is like real interactions that are happening on here. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way when I see a hilarious comment or something, I immediately go to that person. Who are you? You're so funny. um, You're so insightful. I I commented on a reel recently, like two months ago, maybe, that just showed up on my explore page. I didn't know her or anything. And it spoke to me and was really in line with things I say to people all the time in my experience. So I put a comment there and it was like, you know, it wasn't like necessarily funny, but it was just like supporting another point to that, adding to that conversation. And that comment got like almost 8,000 likes. Whoa. And I got a lot of people. And I actually ended up connecting with the girl. We're going to do a live soon. So it's just like, you know, you're, was it, did I plan that? And I did that. Oh, I'm going to go strategically because these are my people. No, it it was just natural. So yeah, I think when when we just became little robots is when things Mm -hmm. start not working for us. But also I want to talk to you a little bit about growing followers because- And engagement. And there's a couple of things and lives. What? So let's talk about live rooms. I honestly thought that they were dead. No, they're not dead. So here's the thing. We want the major number, right? We want like a reel that gets a million views and we keep trying for that. And the million is not going to always be the right people for you, but sometimes they are. But we forget about the small stuff. And it's like, go live with someone. Maybe I'm not going to, I'm going to talk about numbers that make sense for my account, but maybe I'll see like 50 people watching my live, right? Mm -hmm, Or 60 mm -hmm, people watching mm -hmm. my live. It's a very small number compared to your followers because people have to be available at that point in time and not be doing something on their screen and be able to stop, right? And people go in and out of lives and that's normal. So when you do lives with other people, the people that follow you from that live, they are like your most, your best audience. Because they're going to hear you with no filter and not like an edited post or caption talking about what you know and what you think. And if they decide to follow you from that, that's the best audience you can have. So I was doing live rooms weekly, once a week with like, it was because it's really hard to try to get three new people every week. The more people you do it with, the more audiences you're reaching at once. And it also makes for more interesting conversations. So we decided, and I was doing this all to 2021. We decided that every week we're going to do the same three of us, but we'll bring someone new. Mm. And I was getting so many followers overall, not like each week. If I say, oh, in this live, I got like 20 followers, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's not a good amount for followers. But as you do it for a year Mm -hmm. or for months and months, like every week consistently, I was getting the best followers and I could see my sales going up when I had campaigns and stuff too. So lives are awesome. And the other thing about lives, whether you go live with someone or or not, just by yourself, that's the one of my best tricks to re-engage your audience. If people are not seeing your posts, you go live. Maybe they won't come to the live, but you know what? They're going to see a notification say, oh, your social team is live now. Maybe they don't have the time to go live, but they're like, oh, your social team. I haven't seen them in a while. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen their her posts. Like, so... I think that's one of the things that I love and so few people do it, specifically content creators and influencers do very little lives. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've noticed it was big for a while and then it really kind of dropped off. And I think it was because people were seeing lower numbers. But what you're saying repeatedly and what this common theme is that like, it's not about the big numbers. It's the overall where you're putting your value and where you're seeing output. And I think that that's, I think that that's actually really important for a lot of people, whether you're starting or whether you've been doing this for a yeah. long time, whether you're used to 2016 behaviors and you're in 2023 and trying to make sense of it all. Mm-hmm. There is this common theme of like, yes, there can be strategy, but it has to be mixed with authenticity. And maybe that thing that you thought wasn't working or had no value because it doesn't have viral ability, like an email list or a live are actually the most tangible and to the bottom line things that we can be doing, there is great ways to, even if you have all the same templates, like you said, you sell your Canva templates, even with all the same templates, 
how you use them is actually what makes the difference. And I think yeah, it's that what these, you bring to the table. It's what you bring to the table. We all have different lived experiences. We all have different points of expertise and things that we bring to the table. Every single person has value. And I think that that is, as somebody who has felt imposter syndrome through every single level Mm -hmm. and has always felt that at a certain point I would be like, okay, I've made it there. That feeling really has never come. It is a little bit scary when you as a person is tied to your business and you're trying to dance that line of like, my value is not how many followers I have. Also, why did people stop following me? Or why did 6,000 people unfollow me? You you have this mental game of your person and your brand and this very gray line in in between. And I think it's important that we hear messages like this, that our strategies and our growth are, are so much different than maybe what we've seen or what, you know, we've, we focused on maybe a little bit too much that isn't actually creating the output that we maybe desire. Right. I I mean, realistically talking to you and, and as I've been like, I commit half of my working hours in being in these and being in these apps, I also have to reflect on the fact that I'm really behind in a lot of things in life. And I Mm -hmm. probably could go to three hours. I could probably go to three hours and sustain everything that I've done. And that extra hour a day could be committed to, you know, doing some other things. I would have more time for, you know, a lot of other life stuff that would contribute to my bottom line, my own self, which contributes to the overall what I would put out there. We all are finding that balance, whether you're working two jobs, whether you're doing this full time, everyone's trying to strike that balance and find that secret sauce. But the reality is it's a lot of like a little bit that we know and a lot that we don't and mixing them together with us and finding out what, how that goes. Yeah. And I also think I always joke that my favorite vanity metric is money in the bank, you know, but I mean, for us running businesses online, I think try to focus on where you are today with your Mm -hmm. business. Like what Mm -hmm. can you do in your life with your business? How many other women are you supporting with your business? You told me you have a team. You're paying other women. I'm yeah, doing that too. Yeah, I also too. outsource like, social media for my podcast. I have yeah. I have a one of my friends runs a digital, you know, social media account. I hire her to do that. I'm supporting another woman's business. Because you make money, out. you're able to yes, do that, which is exactly. so great. And so I, I tell people a lot of that. If you're like stressing out and craving that engagement that you used to have before, for those of us that have been running businesses on Instagram for years, Think about your income in mm. 2016. Think about it today. For most of us who have been doing this for a really long time, it has changed like, a lot. So yeah. we're in a much better place now. And I want everybody to be able to sit back, breathe, look at your insights, see what you got last month, and set up your new benchmarks for mm-hmm. this month. Like expect mm-hmm. that. Don't expect something that is from a different landscape. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I think we'll be able to focus more what we do and celebrate more and stop comparing, you know, yeah, because comparing, comparing it's never apples to apples for it's even not. if it was apple to apples, it wouldn't work, but it's not mm-hmm. apples to apples. Sometimes I have some reels. I put out a lot of content and sometimes I have some reels and my reels is like 4,000 views. And I'm like, wow, that's brutal, you know, for my, <laughs> for my numbers, for yeah. some other people may be amazing, but then I will go see someone else that is in my Peter or in my industry. And I'm like, wow, they kind of get 80,000 every time they put out a reel. And then I look at the dates and they are putting out two reels per week and I'm putting out 10 reels per week. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's natural. Like if I put out two reels per week, I'll have a lot more engagement in those yeah, reels. Of course, yeah. But for me as a business, I'm, I rather reach more people overall than more people per piece of content. Yeah. That's so smart. So, and knowing that like it, it's, and I've actually heard this too, that when brands are looking at individuals or that they might want to partner with, they want to see variable numbers. They want to see mm-hmm. up and downs. They don't yeah, want to see that you've got the same amount every time. That rings little red flags for them. They mm-hmm. want to see they want to see a variable up and down account. They want to see, you know, and, 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 I, they and know I think exactly how many bots yeah. you have because they go to social blade there and of it just shows a percentage of fake followers. You of know? course. And that doesn't yeah. mean that they like are, I remember one time I had this surge in followers and it didn't make sense to me. And I literally reached out to Meta and I was like, I think I've had like bot follows. Is there a way to get them off my account? Yeah. And, and it's so uncomfortable nowadays. Did, they, you post did they work that out or no? They said on their end, it didn't look like anything, but we yeah, never okay. could make sense of it. I think at the okay. end of the day, we found out that there was something that had gone viral of mine on Facebook. And for whatever I reason, see. it converted the people. Yeah. It like went and, but like, I just couldn't place it and it made me so uncomfortable because bot followers 
your number may go up, but your overall like value goes down. Yeah, you do not, not want that. And the same is like, yeah. I hate posting now and you get like 10 bot followers, like bot comments and you're just like, block is a block, 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 block. And it's like, it drives down your count, but it's also, yeah. it's, it's upping the value of what you have and the, and the platform that you are growing. If it's real people, I mean, back mm-hmm. in the day, people used to buy followers. It was the they biggest, still do. they, oh, is that still a thing? Oh yeah. People still buy it. And there is, oh, I remember before. there was a moment that I was like, maybe that's what I need to do in order to like grow yeah. a following. I'm so yeah. glad that I never did it because Same. I think that I would have, it, it puts everything at risk. It really yeah. does not add an overall value, but we all have those like moments of desperation of feeling like, how am I going to mm-hmm. get into this market? I spent, I, I spent 10 years before I made a dollar. It was a it was, I was like a long gamer. And, and yeah. I think that's why I, the money part of it is obviously so lovely that you can support other businesses. I get to do this as a full-time job. Provide for your family. Provide for my family. But the reality is I did this for 10 years for free. I genuinely love it. And I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. I don't think I would survive if I didn't love it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's gotta be a heart to it. Right. And I think that that's, what's so valuable. I love everything that you're doing. And I think that we have- I think that we could go on for Ali. We've literally Ever. doubled our time in this podcast. <laughs> it is such a great, juicy topic. But I, yeah. what you've shared with me today has really anchored the value of like quality over quantity and just like, uh, and also just like shooting your shot, even if it's like not your typical yeah. content. It's like sort of a mix of all the advice and really just finding ourselves where we, where we're at, what works for us. And what we feel good about doing and just trusting in that process a little bit too, but giving ourselves a pat on the back for showing up, giving yourself a pat on the back for like putting ourselves out there, doing the dang thing. It is not easy. There is not a single person who will sit there and be like, oh no, it's a very, it is an easy job in some regards and it's really tough in other ways. And I think that I don't ever want anybody listening to feel like they're too far behind, that they don't have a shot, that they could never do it. Anybody can do it. The path may look different for you, but giving it a shot, I mean, give yourself so so many gold stars for taking the chance on you because I think it's so, so valuable. I think what you offer people is like sort of a leg up to sort of understand a little bit more of like the business side of it to help them in the long term. Mm -hmm. So I'd love for you to share like sort of where people can find you and start getting into these conversations and engaging with it a little bit more on the everyday as I have with your content and share where we can find you. you. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and TikTok at your social team. And then we also have another Instagram, Your Template Club, where we talk more about Canva and like design for mm-hmm. social and things like that. And it's pretty fun there too. Yeah. And I would say like for us to wrap, if people that are listening to us here that are feeling like that they're doing all the things and they're listening to all the experts and they're still not seeing results, like try a little challenge for the next week or two. Just post whatever you want. I'm in mm-hmm. an era that I just post whatever I want. I had a blurry mm-hmm. video the other day and I made a reel out of it and it did better than the other reels, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think just try it out. It's very freeing. It's going to make you feel better and have more yeah. fun with what you're doing. Yeah. And it's, you're going to have same or better results than before. And I'll test that too. There was two pieces of content in this last week that I was just in a space where I wasn't overthinking and I went ahead and posted them and both of them did way better than my typical content. And I uh-huh. was really reminded that you're allowed to step outside of what you do. You're allowed to do whatever it is you want. You might reach new people. You might not get the followers, whatever, but like, it's really cool that you take chances sometimes, or like if you're ever interested in doing a pivot, you know that you can, right? When you just yeah, post. Absolutely. One of my things got like way lower engagement, but I was so proud of myself that I did it. Exactly. I was proud of myself for posting what I wanted to post, not just posting because I needed to be validated in posting it. And I think that's something yeah. really valuable to think about as well. Couldn't Everyone listening, more. we have obviously outpoured a ton of conversation and knowledge here. I really hope you go and follow Manu at your social team. She one of my favorite follows, such a really great non-gimmicky way to, I mean, up your social game. It's 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 the world now. It's an exciting world. Let's be positive about it and see what's coming forward. And good luck to you. May you take those chances on yourself. Give yourself that gold star for showing up and have fun. Thank you so much, Manu. Thank you, Sarah. This was a pleasure. We'll see everyone next week.
Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories and don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.